We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, no, we're live and local. High atop 7 Parkway Hill, right? Uh, Some of us are there. Other of us are in various neighborhoods in and around the city. We're live today. Mentally, mentally I'm there. Yeah. (laughs) Good to see you. Uh, you. How was your day there, Kathy? Well, uh, we had uh, the the nice people from Phillips Heating and Cooling mm. in our home all day today. Very nice. Thank yep. you to Wes. He did an outstanding job. Good it is job, fixed. Mm-hmm. So we had a very cold night here in the homestead. But, I mean, it wasn't that cold. It no, went down to like bad. 40 last night. Right. But I will say when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom and it's 40 degrees, it's pretty cold. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're if you're not uh, streaming you might want to stream us today at wordfm.com or John and show.com. You can see Kath and I, we are dressed very similar. Like we yeah. are, mm-hmm. we are um, uh, facilitating a poetry reading. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. That's good. I'm sick and tired of us wearing the same outfit. There we are. Like a, I mean, you're wearing a V-neck. I'm, I'm wearing a button, it. but mm-hmm. we're, it's essentially the same shirt, the same look. We're dressed in black. Or, you know what? I, I appreciate a good poetry reading, John. So sure. the fact that you want to do that, like I'm up all about it. Right. Or if you don't want to do the poetry reading, welcome to confession. Come on in and sit down and <laughs> tell, me, tell right. me your sin. I'll give you something. Sure. I'll give you not? something back. A little feedback for that. Okay. I think it's I think it's a fine idea. Although Maybe that kind of feedback I, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't right. think that would make me feel better. Right. Or we can combine the two and do poetry and confession. I'll sing a little limerick for you on the way out the door. Listen, you know <laughs> how much I love a limerick. Okay. Just sort of mix things up here on Christian Talk Word FM. Welcome. It's a weird day. It sure is. Yeah, huh? All right. Uh, let's get underway with the, with the reality all of right. the world, right? All right. The, uh, the nuts and bolts of all. As we always do, uh, Kath presents the news stories of the day, the top news stories. So, Kath, please, won't you give us the top four at four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. For Thursday, May 6th, 2021, number one. A gigantic piece of space junk is about to make an uncontrolled re-entry back into Earth's atmosphere, threatening to drop debris on a number of cities around the world. Hope it falls here. In my backyard. In my back. I wouldn't say the coolest thing. Seriously, this gigantic smoldering piece of metal landing in your backyard. Good. That's twenty feet from your back door. I'd sell it. I'd get on eBay. I would sell that thing. Anyway, it's left over from China's first module for its new Tianhe space station, and no one knows where this gigantic piece of junk is going to land. Mm. Now listen, according to CBS News, the 46,000-pound Chinese rocket recently launched the beginnings of the country's new space station into orbit, but after the core separated from the rest of the rocket, it should have followed this predetermined flight plan and ended up in the ocean. But... Now scientists have little idea where it will land as it orbits the planet unpredictably at only about 17,000 miles per hour. 
This fast speed makes its landing place nearly impossible to predict, but it is expected to make landfall, they say, landfall in the coming days. Now, despite all the speculation, no one knows what will happen when the rocket actually enters Earth's atmosphere or where the debris is going to end up. It has the potential, they say, to land. Are you ready? In the U.S., Mexico, Central America, South America, Africa, India, China, or Australia. Okay, but most likely it'll land in the ocean, which makes, up se- which, which makes up 70 percent of the planet. However, as one of the largest spacecraft to ever re-enter uncontrollably, nobody really knows. Nice. All right. We'll Number two. Here at home, officials in the company contracted to handle Pennsylvania's COVID-19 contact tracing efforts were aware apparently back in November of possible security breaches in their program, and they failed to take any action, according to a lawsuit filed yesterday in Harrisburg. Pennsylvania Health Department contracted Insight Global Incorporated, an Atlanta-based company, to perform contact tracing with no competitive bidding process. Now get ready for this. Our state has paid them $29 million. Oh, sure. Yep. No receipts are necessary. Taxpayer money, friends. No receipts. Yep. But the state GOP now is demanding the contract be terminated because of this breach. Because last week, the health department acknowledged that information from 72,000 people in Pennsylvania was put at risk. That includes uh, information like name, gender, phone number, family size, sexual orientation, health data, according to the lawsuit. Insight has apologized. Only in Pennsylvania, right, where nepotism knows no bounds. Number three. An online petition calling for the Tokyo Olympics to be canceled has gained tens of thousands of signatures since being launched in Japan only days ago. ABC News reports that the rollout of the petition comes with Tokyo, Osaka and several other areas under a state of emergency with coronavirus cases rising, particularly new variants. The Tokyo Olympics have become a face-saving exercise for Japan, which officially has spent 15.4 billion billion, I say, dollars to prepare for them. And last but not least, number four, a woman in Mali has given birth to nine babies at once after expecting only seven, according to Mali's Minister of Health and the Moroccan clinic where the non-uplets were born. It appeared to be the first time on record a woman had given birth to nine surviving babies at once. According to NBC News, the five girls and four boys and their mom are all doing well. Their mother is 25 years old and she gave birth to the babies by C-section on Tuesday. They weigh between 1.1 and 2.2 pounds. And that's it. It's your top four at four. Now, that poor woman in those, I mean, was there some sort of, you know. Fertility drugs drug, utilized? Yeah, fertility drugs involved. Okay. It has to be. So. The people, now I only read one news story about this, but the people who were interviewed, who had knowledge of the woman, insist that she was not using fertility drugs. Really? And every physician who was asked about it said there's no possible way that she could be pregnant with nine babies without using fertility drugs. That's right, yeah. I mean, those babies, all those babies... Look, we had a little baby who weighed two pounds, nine ounces. I'm sure all those babies are weighing less than that. 1.1 to 2.2 pounds. All right. Well, there's a reason for prayer right there for all those babies and the mom, whatever her intention was. Talking about an instant family, I hope that uh, she got a good, strong uh, support network and a good father and husband and dad, and they're all bearing down and giving the best for those babies. Holy smokes. Well, you know who's uh, showing up to uh, offer assistance? Uh, George Clooney. The Guinness Book of World Records, 
because oh, they want to they want to figure out if that's really true. If those yes. nine babies were really in Great. her and are now out of her, and so they need to alter because their uh, previous world record was only eight babies at one time. Okay, so though that may be a tourist attraction at some point, then right, the the family will become something like that. Well, right? that's I mean, as want to be. That's what that's what happens. I guess you know I it guess. does. Great. Maybe they can have a TLC reality show. Let's not do that. Okay, we're not going to do that again. You think it's a bad idea? It's a really bad idea. So just pray for those babies. Nine babies and the mom. I mean, that their health. I had a really hard time with one baby at a time, just to be brutally honest about the whole thing. I would as well. I mean, I can't imagine. All right, let us take a quick break. We got a jam-packed show for you today. It's a big one. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk with Pastor Bill Glaze. Perspective. I think in this day and age, it's really everything. Stick around for that. Perspective straight ahead. One hundred one point five W O R D. How far back can you trace your ancestors? Well, this week on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee, we'll learn some of our ancestors can be clearly identified among the descendants of Noah. Others, we'll just have to guess. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to hop aboard the Bible bus for our journey through the book of Genesis. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar, and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One. We've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist Number 65233. Equal housing lender. License in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm. We'll treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. 
Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pastor Bill Glaze is with us once again. He's a regular guest on our show. Pastor Glaze joins us monthly from Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Hey, Bill, welcome back. Uh, how are you this May Day? Hey, I'm doing fine. Uh, just uh, uh, seeing things moving in a positive direction, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe before the end of the year coming back in, in the studio when you guys get back in the studio. I don't know oh my uh, when that's going to be, but uh, that's it looks fabulous. like it's, it's moving in a positive direction. <laughs> That would be terrific, Bill. Now, the only thing that could get in the way of that is the 46,000-pound Chinese rocket that's falling to Earth. Have you heard anything about this today in the news? Uh, Yeah, you know, I did see uh, a clip on it. And, uh, you know, the scary thing is that, you know, where where is it going to land? And right. uh, I guess that's the the, the concern that people have. Yeah. Right. I've heard about that. I mean, wouldn't it be good, though? I mean, like, you know, I would like to have a few pieces in my backyard. Get out of here. He wants to have pieces in his backyard. Of course, it's only feet from his back door. Just bring it in. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, there it is smoldering. And you could, like, you know, sell it on eBay. Right, right. I guess the only problem is that if it doesn't land in your yard, but it lands on your house, then that's another story. Right. I'm not wishing for that. I'm wishing for my yard. <laughs> His wishes, Bill, are extremely specific, which right, is right. why clearly we were, they're not coming true. Um, yeah. All right, Bill. So let's talk about perspective. Um, you said that things are opening up. Um, yeah. You're starting to feel like we're kind of getting a new lease on life. Uh, tell us what your perspective is. Yeah, you know, when, when, when we look at, uh, you know, perspective, it's, it's a matter of how we see things. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to start out by, sharing this uh, parable, I'm sure that, that you guys probably have heard this parable, uh, of the blind men that uh, that were touching an elephant, and they were asked to uh, describe, you know, what they were touching. And, and the first one touched the trunk, and, you know, he said it was a drain pipe. The second one touched the ear, and he said it was a fan. The third one stroked the leg, and uh, he said that it was a pillar. And then the fourth one patted on the back and said that it was a throne. So, you know, you look at all four uh, blind men, and uh, they experienced everything from uh, their perspective, what they touched. So each of their uh, perspective was was different, even though, you know, they were touching basically, you know, the elephant. And so, you know, when you, when you look at, you know, perspective, it's, it's a matter of, of how we see things, you know. And even, you know, as, as we look at things opening back up, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good perspective. Uh, but, you know, there's other things that are associated with that, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, the vaccines and wearing masks and all that. And and even those things, people have different perspectives uh, about those things. And, you know, I, I, I think of uh, Paul and Silas in the Bible. And uh, here were two great men of God that had gone out and started churches, had led people to Christ, had went on missionary journeys. And they were getting ready to go out again. And uh, uh, Barnabas said, let's take John Mark with us. And Paul said, no, I don't want to take him. You know, he left the first time. Mm-hmm. And and so they had a different perspective. I mean, here, here you have two godly individuals uh, that were powerhouses in the early church, and yet they had a different perspective on things. And the Bible says that the contention uh, between them was so sharp uh, that they— that they divided uh, one from another. And and when you think about, you know, it says the contention was so sharp, 
you know, I, I looked that up, and, and it actually meant that uh, th- there was heated emotional discussions. There was heated exchanges that took place between these two great men of God. I mean, you know, it's it's just hard to imagine, you know, Paul and, and Barnabas going at it. But the thing that they were going at, or at it over is that they had a different perspective. You know, Paul's perspective was that John Mark had, had left and he wouldn't be profitable to go with them this this upcoming journey. And and Barnabas, actually, uh, Barnabas' uh, name meant son of encouragement. And so, you know, Barnabas' perspective, hey, let's give him another chance. You know, let's, you know, let's take him and, uh, you know, we can, you know, we can use him on the, uh, on, on the uh, journey. So, you know, uh, it's, it was a matter of perspective. And, and I think that sometimes, you know, that we as believers, and, and the problem that I have as a pastor is that sometimes we let our perspective uh, divide us. Now, you know, mm-hmm. I believe that there's biblical truth, and, you know, we need to stand fast on biblical truth. But then there's our perspective, you know, and, and our perspective, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we have to be careful because our perspective, you know, might be inaccurate. You know, our perspective might be self-centered. You know, even, you know, the, the book of Proverbs says uh, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. So, you know, our perspective, you know, may be foolish. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think that, you know, when it comes to our perspective, we need to be careful about how far we take it as far as letting it, you know, affect us, you know, as the people of God. Mm-hmm. And so there's a fine line there, Bill, right? I mean, every man, of course, as you're saying, throughout history and time, thinks that, you know, their way is the way, that their wisdom is the only wisdom. But, right, um, right there, there has to be, right, the wisdom involved and the perspective involved, but how do you find that? I mean, how are you certain? Where's the confidence that your perspective is the right perspective? Is that even a thing? Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and to me, this is, wow. I mean, this is the value of the Word of God, that, you know, if I'm allowing God's Word to shape my perspective, then I know that I'm, I'm, I'm having uh, what the Bible calls the mind of Christ. Let this mm-hmm. mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, e- even going back to the last election, you know, it, it just it, it just tore me apart to see, you know, God's people. I mean, you know, there, there, there were, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor and I fellowship with uh, a bunch of pastors and there were pastors on one side that I mean, these guys love God. They know the word. And, and these pastors were saying, I don't see how you know anybody could vote for uh, uh, Donald Trump. You know, and, and they gave all the reasons why. And then another group of pastors, people that love God, that love his word, you know, they're, they're saying, I don't see how anybody can vote for Joe Biden. And so, you know, to me, I mean, you know, we, we can look at, you know, biblical truth and, and maybe there was some biblical truth on both sides, but it, it came down to a matter of perspective. You got godly mm-hmm. pastors and they have different perspectives on things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, John, the only thing I, I can say, you know, as, as we walk that fine line, is that we definitely have to allow our, our our minds to be guided by the Word of God, so that when we come up with our perspective, that you know it's it's based and rooted in the Word of God. Yeah, how do you deal with that though? Um, 
Bill, I, I guess it's a problem of deciding what is of first importance and what isn't of first importance. So if you've got those two sets of pastors, you know, the you know, pro-Trump pastors and pro-Biden pastors, and they can't understand how the other side did what the other side did, um, the bottom line is they're going to have to agree to disagree, right? There has to be some, what, sense of humility, humility that they can accept the fact that maybe their perspective that you're talking about isn't 100% true or 100% right. right. Yeah. And, and and that's true. Uh, and you know, again, the thing that disturbs me is 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 the tension. I mean, it, it almost goes back to what happened between Paul and Barnabas. That you know, it's, it's, it's I mean, the, the tension that's there, and even the you know, the, sometimes the the hateful things or scornful things that's that's said, and and so it, it just it just you know that part of it you know becomes the ugly part, and that that right. that part of it becomes a difficult part uh, to deal with. So. You know, I, I mean, I, you're, you're right, Kathy. I, I have to put it, you know, that, you know, there are some essential things. So, you know, even for me, uh, as I, you know, as I vote for a candidate, you know, I have to study the word of God and, and, and how God leads me, you know, uh, as I study and, and, and how I respond, you know, in the election booth, I mean, in the voting booth, then, you know, that's, you know, I, I think that shakes, has shaped my perspective as to why I did sure. what I did. And likewise, you know, there, there'll be another pastor that will come up with the exact opposite conclusion based on their study of the Word of God. And, yeah. and so and they're going it, to the voting uh, booth and they vote differently. And, and, but yet and still, you know, at least the one thing that we can say is that our perspective, you know, we tried to let our perspective be guided by biblical truth. And Bill, I think there's the rub, right? Because everyone, if if you're a believer and you're reading God's word, you'll say, well, the way I read it is. Now, look, you know, whether it's politics or church denominations, look, um, you know, the Presbyterian Church, PCUSA, or the Methodist or the Anglicans and the Episcopalians. I mean, in the you know past decade or so, how many denominations have split up mm. over social issues? And so everyone's reading social issues through a biblical lens. But at the same time, as far as East is from the West. Yeah, and, and there's only two candidates. A lot of times. Right. So it's not so yeah. neither one of them most likely is going to live up to the biblical standard that we're trying to apply. That's right. Difficult. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why, you know, I, you know, I believe that, you know, we have to, you know, let our conscience be guided, you know, by by God's word. And, and, and you know, as we pray, you know, to the Lord, because, you know, I, I mean, you look at I mean, you know, me as an individual, you know, I, I had serious issues on both sides of, of the ledger. Sure. Uh, but yet and still, you know, the bottom line was, was that, you know, as I, you know, studied God's word that, you know, for me, uh, certain issues carry more weight than, than mm-hmm. other issues. And I think yeah. that's uh, what it boils down to, to a lot of people, you know, what, you know, what issues, you know, carry more weight for you. And, you know, in some cases it may be one thing that carries more weight and, and other issues, uh, it may be something else that carries more weight. So I, I, to, to me, I think that as you walk that fine line, that you have to ask yourself, you know, what what is the most weightyful to me? You know, you know, what, you know, where are my 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 values rooted at? So that you know, as I as I vote and I'm I'm trying to shape my perspective, that it is based in the Word of God. But then you know, it's, it's further based on you know what am I passionate about in the Word of God? You know, where where where's God convicted my heart? Where's my heart you know burdened you know in these areas? It's a tough one, Bill. It really is. It's a really fascinating subject because you think about perspective and, of course, 
if you're in God's word, you're reading, you think, well, if God is for us, then who can be against us? But, you know, the other side would say the same thing as well. So whether it's nations and principalities or church denominations or presidential candidates, everybody has that perspective that God is for us on our side. Right, right. And, and, you know, that's that's where, like you said, the rub comes in, uh, because, you know, I, I, I can look at the other person and say, wow, how come you can't see this in the word of God that that I that I see? And and they could turn to me and, and ask me the exact same question. Right. too. Uh, you right. know, so, you know, you know, I, I, even in even in the home, you know, with with families, with husbands and wives, you know, sometimes, you know, their issue. You know, one of the number one uh, causes of divorce is, is money. And, and and where does it come down to? A lot of times, you know, it comes down to people's perspective on how to handle money and, and how yeah. to do that. So, you know, you, you, you see this, you know, not only in politics and not only in the church, but you even see it in the home where, you know, people's perspective, you know, unless, you know, the husband and wife are working together and, and realizing that sometimes they got to put their perspective aside to come together, you know, for the good of their marriage, that they that their perspective can actually be the downfall of their marriage. Reverend Bill Glaze is with us, Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood, PA. All right, Bill, tell us. Um, so, what's going on at Bethany? Well, you know what? Uh, I, I'm excited because after a year, over a year, last Sunday, May second. <gasps> was our first uh, oh, in-person worship service. That and, is so uh, exciting, Bill. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it. I, I didn't think it ever was going to come. You know, just, you know, we had talked yeah. about it over the year coming back, but, you know, we didn't do it. And so we just finally made that decision that uh, the first Sunday in May that, you know, we were going to be in person back in business. Fabulous. And I'm sure there was a range of emotions, wasn't there? Well, you know what, John, talking about perspective, uh, uh, half of the people said they're not coming back right away, uh, you know, because their perspective is, you know, we, we want to wait to see how safe things are going to be. And then other people, just their perspective was, hey, I just need to get back to the house of God. And uh, so even there, you see the two perspectives uh, that uh, are being implemented as people decide, you know, whether they're going to come back to worship or not. Well, Bill, let me tell you one thing. One perspective will not be refuted this weekend, which is heads up, my friend. Be careful that Chinese rocket coming down on your head. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're not sure where in the world it's going to land, but uh, I'll, well, be, I'll be looking out for it. That's listen, what I say. It, heads listen, up it, for myself. If, if it ends up close to me, Bill, I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Hey, 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 and give me uh, one of the remnants. So as John said, you know, I can uh, you know, take it to a museum or something somewhere. So, All right, maybe. Uh, all right, maybe. I'll, I'll consider it. Get that on eBay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, Bill. Bill Glaze, Bethany right. Baptist Church. He's in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Perspective. Yes. If God is with us, who can be against us? Take a quick break. Come back. We've got much more ahead. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about here? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. New York City's reopening, but Broadway's still dark until September. But... Looking toward the fall, even Broadway is going to be open here in Pittsburgh. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. 
If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Another Drusky Entertainment event, May 13th. An evening with Natalie Grant, live at Vinosky Winery. And I'll praise you in this and I will lift my An evening with Natalie Grant featuring Bernie Herms. May 13th at Vinosky Winery. Buy your tickets at TruskyEntertainment.com. May 13th, Natalie Grant, live at Benoski Winery, another Trusky Entertainment event. Oh, whale! Guys, whale! Wow, whale. Oh, that's a big whale. Um, okay, whale, whale, whale. Oh, no, whale! The tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. At least it wasn't a shark, am I right? (laughs) Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh. To hear us there, we're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On today's episode of America's Least Wanted, the home invaders most likely to threaten your family are not human. Cockroaches can spread salmonella and trigger asthma attacks. Termites destroy billions of dollars in property each year. And stinging insects send half a million people to emergency rooms. Learn how to protect your family. Arm yourself with the facts at PestWorld.org. A public service announcement from the National Pest Management Association. Considerable clouds for tonight. A couple of late night showers, the low 43. Cool tomorrow, variable cloudiness. We'll see brief morning showers followed by a couple of thunder showers in the afternoon. Storms can bring small hail. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 53. Saturday, a brief morning shower. Otherwise, it'll be cool with times of clouds and sunshine. Saturday will reach a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I'd say the good news is that things are opening up fully, fully, and people are invited to just be regular people once again. Now, in New York City, Broadway, a beacon for tourists and an engine for the economy, is not quite ready to turn on all of the stage lights. Most shows in New York City are not planning performances until September the 14th. Mm. So people say, well, why why are you going to wait for uh, four months? Well, here's the deal. With as many as eight shows a week to fill and more, 
and tours to make up the important part of their customer base yet to return. Producers need time to advertise and market. They need to reassemble and rehearse the cast who have been out of work for more than a year. They need to sort out safety protocol. But the biggest reason is more gut-based. Individually and collectively, they're trying to imagine what large numbers of people are likely to feel comfortable traveling into Times Square, funneling through cramped lobbies, walking down narrow aisles, and sitting shoulder-to-shoulder with strangers. Now, here's the deal. Most Broadway shows, even in the best of times, lose money. That's just the nature. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So producers say that there is no way they can afford to reopen with social distancing, given the industry's high labor and real estate costs. Now, of course, it's never been done before. It's a roll of the dice. The big shows, the well-established shows, they'll continue to make money. But the smaller shows, those trying to get a foothold into the business, that's a catch-as-catch-can. And so people, the investors who would invest, you know, a little bit of money or a lot of money, that's a gamble that a lot of people aren't willing to take at this point. Mm. Well, okay. So it's going to take a long time for that industry to recover. It will. Yeah, it's not going to take one year or two years. This is going no. to be like a long-term thing. It is. Okay. So the good news is though, that as a movie, th- I'm sorry, as Broadway is about to reopen here in Pittsburgh, of course, mimicking everything else, both small and large theaters are set to uh, open. Now, the Broadway series, which is kind of like the the hallmark of the cultural center, they produce about, uh, they bring in truck and bus companies, about eight to 10 shows a year. And those are about to start to open again in the fall, probably in September. Um, the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust announced today, and I'm sorry, there we go. Uh, they, they announced today that they've got a full schedule, that the full slate is open for the year. And it's a weird mix, as it always is, because the cultural right. trust yeah. has to sort of, you know, appease cool. a lot of different right. Please everybody. Right? Or pl- at least please everybody with maybe one thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm sorry. So the first show set here in Pittsburgh in the cultural trust, the first larger show is something called The Band's Visit, which was in mid-performance. And that opens back up October 28th. And then summer, the Donna Summer Musical goes into production okay, in November. So, see, now you've landed on something there that makes me mad. What's that? I hate, like, a Broadway show, to me, is supposed to be like a show. It's supposed to be an idea. It's a plot. It's new music or whatever. I love Donna Summer. Yeah. Right? Like these, these like recycled, like, you know, Billy Joel's musical and Bruce Springsteen's musical right. and what, like, I'd rather hear them than go hear like a review of their songs. Sure. Yeah. Somebody doing that the cover of their songs. Right. Get- well, I don't know. I mean, uh, so then after that, I mean, I get that cast, but again, it all comes down to, right. The game. But I mean, you know. but I guess I will say bad girls talking about the sad girls. Right. Um, Oklahoma set to open in January. Oh. This is the worst. Pretty Woman, the musical. See, okay, again, see, these aren't real musicals. That's the worst. The movie is horrible. Oh, Pretty Woman. Gosh. Okay. Then Hamilton's coming back. Then okay. To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, um, you know. Okay, those are the big things. The good news, even the better news, is smaller theaters. I mean, the small. City right. So, what about the public? And picked. I, you know, I don't know the public uh, when they have set an opening. But I would imagine probably, you know, mid to late fall, mm-hmm. right? City Theater, picked Quantum, all those theaters uh, soon and very soon. The good news is sooner rather than later. Yeah, well, we can also hope that the whole cultural district rebounds. You know, that whole restaurant corridor on Penn Avenue, yeah. you know, from 10th all the way down to 6th. I mean, 
there have just been so many issues related to COVID and related to yeah. protest and related to you name it. And, uh, you know, you just, I don't know. I'm really, I'm excited to see. I hope it, it it's a strong pitch back. Good. Okay. So then you go see the Donna Summer musical and have yourself a meal. All right. I will on the radio. Whoa. Yep. Take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk. I can talk. do all the other Donna Summer songs too, if you want to look. They would not cast you in the Donna Summer musical. I Fine. guarantee you that. Cy Gart is with us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the genetic code. That's straight ahead. Your Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Right home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. W-O-R-D. I'm Kenny Woods from Word FM, along with John Hall and Kathy Emmons from The Ride Home. We are partnering with Bible League International on Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. In many parts of countries like Kenya, Ghana, Tanzania, and Mozambique, as many as 9 out of 10 Christians are denied God's Word by corrupt governments, poverty, and remoteness. That's exactly why we're partnering with Bible League International to send Bibles to 2,800 new believers in Africa. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10, $500 sends 100. Call 800-YES-WORD to send Bibles today or go to wordfm.com slash Bibles to give online. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue not only that my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable i personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own this is john hall visit mypillow.com for deep discounts on all my pillow products including the new my slippers click the radio listener square and enter promo code word or call 800-391-0954 remember to use promo code word don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Are you looking to grow your career with an MBA? Waynesburg University offers an affordable 100% online 30-credit MBA program, which can be completed in less than two years. To learn more, visit waynesburg.edu. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. God's creation, the incredible mass of the universe, 
the intensity of a tiny atom and everything else in between. But for us as human beings, God's great gift is the genetic code. And what exactly is the genetic code and all of that information? Well, Cy Gart is with us. Dr. Cy Gart is a biochemist who has taught at New York University, University of Pittsburgh and Rutgers. His work is called, his book is called The Work of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. But today is here, Cy is with us to talk to us about said genetic code. Hey, Cy, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. Always happy to have you, Cy. Um, you know, okay, so when I think of genetic code, because, you know, I have a degree in uh, communications, writing, and interior design, so you can imagine what I think of. I just think of, you know, like the pretty picture of the DNA. Um, but you as a biochemist understand it on a completely different level. So when you think genetic code, what comes to your mind? Well, there is a lot of misunderstanding of what the genetic code is. I, okay. I just, yesterday I heard so I was watching some TV show and I heard somebody say, well, it's in your genetic code that you are this way. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's a mistake because what they really meant was it's in your genes. It's in your DNA. It's part of, you know, your, the, the way your inheritance is. And it's true that many of our behaviors have genetic, in other words, they related to our genes, but the genetic code never changes. It's the same in me and you, in your pets. It's the same code in elephants, bacteria, pineapples, and everything else. So wait, everything so say, alive. So, yeah, sorry, jo- sorry, then you're saying the genetic code is a boilerplate specific to human to to, to life. It's a language. Okay. So just as English is a language where you can say lots of things, the different words, you know, give a different. Uh, impression of what you're trying to say and the different genes that people have and the different genes that different animals have are the words in a language but the language is the same and does not change so we know that everything alive on this planet has the same genetic code there are actually a few very tiny deviations but it's kind of like you know, the difference between English in America and English in England, or, you know, even within America, there are some, you know, there are some words in Pittsburgh, as we well know, that you don't find anywhere else. <laughs> and that, and those are the kinds of variations that you find in the genetic code. Uh, very, very small ones. And there are about 30 of them. Fabulous. But by and large, everything alive uses the same language to oh. function, for the cells to function. Oh, and okay. that's the all right. So what does that what does that tell us? What conclusions do you draw from that? Well, the first conclusion is that all of life originated uh, probably in in one kind of cell. Now, there might have been some other cells with a different code that died off, but you wouldn't get you. You would not get the same genetic code in everything alive by accident. That's impossible. Uh, it, it could be due to creation that God decided to create all species using the same code, which would make sense. Uh, but if you hold to evolution, as I do, then you would say that, well, once life began, uh, the origin, the cell that every all the rest of life came from had this code. And it's very hard to change the code once you start. Think, think if, if I decide to speak to you in another language now. Um, and you didn't speak that language, it wouldn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
you can't change if if I suddenly replaced a word like the with something else, you wouldn't have no idea. You wouldn't have any idea what I was talking about whenever I use that word. And so mutations or changes in the genetic code are not allowed. They're extremely rare because they would immediately destroy the ability of the cell to function. So, Cy, we've spoken to you over the years and your story famously that for most of your life, you were an atheist and a scientist. So pre coming to Christ, when you would look at the genetic code, Mm -hmm. you thought what about God and did it really matter? That's a great question, John. (laughs) The genetic code was one of those things that always gave me pause. There were a couple of other things I had learned in biochemistry that when I learned them, I said, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> How does that work? How did that happen? And today, uh, I find that there's a very interesting argument that modern atheists use about the genetic code, because it's very hard. It was very hard for me to understand how that came about. I'm sure. And it's very hard for atheists to understand it. And so what some of them do, and I've had some debates with a few of them on this, is they deny that it's a real code. They say the genetic code isn't actually a code like, you know, Morse code or the way we know, because it was not designed by anyone. And one of the definitions of a code is that it's it's designed as a communication signal. Well, uh, (laughs) in a way, what they're doing by making that argument is admitting that there had to be a designer to come up with this language. In fact, the genetic code is the first example of information where something means something else, okay? So what we have in the genetic code is that the sequence of the bases in the DNA have a meaning. They mean make this protein out of these amino acids in this order. Mm. That's, that's, that's a pure code. That's the, that's the first example of information in the universe. When 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 a when a meteor flies through space, it doesn't mean anything. It's a meteor flying through space. When you know a volcano erupts on Earth, it's an erupting volcano. It doesn't have a meaning. It's not signifying something else. You may infer from it that you know there's something going on under the ground, but the genetic code is literally means something that it isn't. And what it means is make these proteins so that this cell will be Mm. the way it should be. I see. So, Sai, when the genetic code, and I don't know the answer to this, I don't know the history of this, at at what point in time was the genetic code, I mean, it's not as though it was discovered, but it was revealed for us, you know, know, regular people. At what year was that? How was that presented? And what did that do within the scientific community? Yeah, that's that's a fascinating story. Uh, in 1953, when Watson and Crick discovered the uh, the structure of DNA, and they discovered that the bases are arranged in a very particular way, and they are arranged in in sequences, and they also discovered that the bases line up with each other, which means that they saw a way that the DNA could replicate itself identically they immediately thought this must mean it's the gene. And Francis Crick began talking about a genetic code way back in 1954, before there was any evidence for it. People started doing research on it for the next, I would say, 10 years. 
Uh, it took about roughly 10 years to come up with how the genetic code worked, what it was, and we know pretty much everything there is to know about it now. It's an amazing process uh, that it's just, it's, it's impossible to describe without lots of pictures and videos. I see. But it's, it's more, more complex than any machinery, any factory system that has ever existed on, in human culture. So 1964, pretty much, you would say, settled science. Around, yeah. I mean, around that, scientists, and I, I think specifically scientists who are believers, you yourself, when you see that now, is that, and not to get too metaphysical, or, is that a means of worship in some way into the portal of who go, the greatness of God is? Absolutely. I mean, in my book, my, my slogan in my book, I've used it many times, is that science is distilled doxology. Because when you do this kind of scientific research and you find out how life works and you find out things like the genetic code and there are other parts too, all you can do is praise God. I mean, there is, it, it's, it's the purest form of, of worship to make the, to, to, to find, to, to make those discoveries and to even just learn about them. And, you know, it, it now, of course, I just find it so gratifying to, to know that, the creators behind all of this majesty. And so I, I don't know if you feel this way, but um, I don't have, you know, one, you know, a fraction of the understanding that you have when it comes to something like a genetic code. Um, but it does, when I think about the, the hugeness of the universe and the smallness um, of an atom, and then I think how certain people are when they go online to talk about everything, talk about their denomination, to talk about their theology, to talk about politics. I think, really? You're that sure? You're that certain when you're confronted with this unbelievable complexity all around you? it's very hard to really understand science and not become humble. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same situation when you understand Jesus Christ and, and his role on earth. I mean, how can you not be humble in the face of what he did yeah. and how he changed the world? That's Dr. Seigart, biochemist. He's taught at New York University, the University of Pittsburgh, and Rutgers University, author of the book he was speaking of, The Work of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Sai. Always good to have you. Yes, I. Thanks a lot. Fascinating. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. The genetic code, the beauty and power of that. We'll take a quick break. Come back. So we're switching from the genetic code to celebrity birthdays. Celebrity birthdays. <laughs> That's next. Oh. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are it's the ride home here on Word FM. So I'd love to show you why using my dad and I's mortgage team and our direct lender advantage could be a big deal by comparing us to one of the greatest places on earth, our local butcher shop. Every time I walk in, they call me by name. The steaks are always fresh because they didn't use some middleman, which also means more value for my dollar. And they're always trying to do the little extras, like an extra pork chop. I'm Ryan, and I think you'll find that our mortgage team is similar. We're small enough to specifically know you and your case, but we're also an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money and makes its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. Susie from Underwriting is right down the hall, and she's pretty cool, despite being a Yankees fan. For you, this often allows us to work faster and get you a better rate, which can save you lifelong money. Our extra pork chop is that your appraisal fees are on us, up to $500. We 
are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel. Language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Congratulations to Marc-Andre Fleury. Number three, all-time wins in the NHL. Just just, what an accomplishment. Anyway, last night he got number 490. Imagine doing something that you won 490 times. I I mean, that's just really, really something else. Yeah, I wonder what the, you know, the Penn's front office, when they think about him, what their feelings are, right? Um, I I bet they still think they did the right thing. Yeah, I don't think they did. Do you? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. I think it was the right thing. I mean, but, you know, my heart says, of course, it wasn't the right thing. No, because I loved him. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so that's one thing. Yeah. But the second thing is, I mean, who doesn't love a conversation about celebrity birthdays? Celebrity birthday, sure. I mean, uh, Gary, can you play the celebrity birthday song? No, you got nothing. Right? Let me find one. Yeah. Okay, we don't have one of those. Okay, I'm so, kidding. Uh, All right, so who, I, got two, I got two for you today, John. Okay. First, George Clooney. Oh. My question for you is always, how old does George Clooney turn today? Well, I'm certain about this. And I'm sort of ashamed to say that I'm certain. Because I love George Clooney. Okay. I just think he's, I think he's, you know, the Cary Grant of the time. And, you know, we're fortunate to have him and somebody like, you know, Tom Hanks, you know, in in the Pantheon. Because he, he can do everything. What I love George Clooney for is his comedy. But he can mm, also too. be, you oh, know, brother. Be, oh, brother, we're out down. It's, it's an one absolute, of my favorite movies. It's an, an absolute classic. Sure it is. So um, I know that George Clooney, for a fact, turns 60 today. He's 60 You're years right. old. You're mm-hmm. right. Gosh. All right. Okay. So let me see, see if you know this one. Yeah. yeah. He's so good at this, Gary. It's really annoying. Um, how about Willie Mays? Also his birthday. 
again, I, I'm of certain of this because oh, I follow Willie Mays as well. Willie Mays, you know, as loud. a kid was part of the Holy Trinity for me. You know, my Trinity as a young kid baseball geek was Roberto Clemente, Willie Mays, and Hank Aaron. And I saw these guys multiple times, whether it was at Forbes Field or Three Rivers Stadium. I love these guys. Uh, so Willie Mays, generally considered one of the greats. Uh, you know, that's an easy, easy catch to say, hey, kid. Uh, San Francisco Giants, 90 years old today. And he's Barry Bonds' godfather, which you know, I won't hold that against him. That's his life. Take a break. Come back. we got much more ahead. The 5 o'clock hour of the ride home with John and Kathy. That's straight ahead. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart, TuneIn and at Radio.com With SRN News, I'm John Scott Florida's governor has signed a sweeping elections bill into law Ben Thomas reports. Under the new rules, ballot drop boxes must be supervised and would only be available when elections offices and early voting sites are open To protect against so-called ballot harvesting, an electoral Good Samaritan can only collect and return the ballots of immediate family and no more than two from unrelated people. The law extends a no-influence zone to 150 feet around polling places, and election officials would have to let candidates and other observers witness some key election night moments in the ballot handling process. Violations could prompt hefty fines. I'm Ben Thomas. President Biden will push the case for his $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan in the usual GOP stronghold state of Louisiana. The president visits Lake Charles today. This is SRN News. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side by side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound in inside to go along with that tasty tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds, all my mom wanted for Mother's Day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests. So bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm fresh meal that we started all those years ago. Oh yeah, live music and free cones for moms too. Let us share a little of our farm with you. The Spring House in 84 PA 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Hey, it's Laura story and i'm excited to invite you to join me along with salem media group and our trusted partner inspiration cruises and tours this august on an amazing cruise to alaska alaska is a truly spectacular place to draw close to god it's filled with ice blue glaciers rugged mountains and untamed wildlife God's majesty is constantly on display, and I'm praying that he will use our time to do something truly significant in your life this year. Soak in breathtaking landscape as we worship and go deeper into God's word as a compass for our time together. I hope you will join me, Alistair Begg, and Michael O'Brien from August 28th through September 4th. Call 855 855- 565-5519 or go online to deeperfaithcruise.com to register worry-free until June 8th. 
That's deeperfaithcruise.com. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Considerable clouds for tonight, a couple of late-night showers, the low 43. Cool tomorrow, variable cloudiness. We'll see brief morning showers, followed by a couple of thunder showers in the afternoon. Storms can bring small hail. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 53. Saturday, a brief morning shower. Otherwise, it'll be cool with times of clouds and sunshine. Saturday, will reach a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon, greetings. Thanks for coming along today, the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Hope you've had a good week so far and uh, leaning forward into a Friday. Kath, good to see you as well. The 4 o'clock hour was chock full, and uh, we'll continue on with the 5 as well. It sure was. Uh, if you missed any portion of the four o'clock hour, including our conversation with Bill Glaze or Dr. Seigart, we talked about everything from, I don't know, changing perspective to the genetic code to celebrity birthdays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only get this kind of variety right here in the ride home. If you missed yeah. any of it, you can contact our podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we are streaming live right now. If you'd like to watch the show on Facebook Live, either at 101.5 Word FM or the ride home with Johnny Kathy. Nice. We have uh, family friends who have made it part of their mission field to be foster parents. And uh, boy, I mean, what a beautiful, difficult, incredible thing that people allow. I mean, come on in. They invite people, you know, strangers, small children from all sorts of the mix of humanity into their into their lives. And some stay for, you know, just a few days. Some kids stay for months. Some kids stay for years. All that to say, we saw an article today in the Washington Post about a woman who, um, over 34 years, this woman, her name is Linda Owens, she has fostered, get this, 81 babies, 81. And Linda Owens says that she has enjoyed each and every one. She took her first newborn in in 1987, and she says, quote, "What, what I do comes from my heart for every fragile infant who needs a good start in life. And I remember them all. So some of these infants with Linda Owens stay for a day or two. The longest in the article that I'm reading in today's post stayed with her for 22 months. And then like all babies that she was with, 
she kissed them goodbye and mm. wished them the best. Um, she's employed full-time. She was employed full-time. She's now 78 years old, but for most of her life, uh, she was employed full-time. Her sister was raising her own children, six children she had. So at the start of the day at 5.30 in the morning, she would drop her charges off at her sister's house. And then the, at the end of her workday, she would pick the baby up and stay with the baby throughout the night. And she said, you know, these babies were so small that most of the time I had to feed these little babies, you know, every couple of hours or so. And working a full-time job, she said, it just became one of those things that I surrendered to. And I know that I was giving those babies a good a start as possible. The oldest baby, now that she has taken care of, she, of course, has no contact with any of these children, would be 34 years old. And she said, I think of that little baby every day. It was my first. And so I pray that wherever she is, that her family knows her Mm -hmm. and that she's uh, moved that forward. Isn't that a great story? Oh, my gosh. I mean, talk talk about a heroic life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the work that Linda Owens has done quietly in her apartment in California for more than three decades, according to the Washington Post, has not gone unnoticed. She was recently honored by a local TV station and is among the longest serving of Alameda County's 500 foster parents, whom officials call resource parents. Um, Sylvia Sublett, who's the public affairs director for that organization, said Linda has impacted generations of children and perhaps even their children. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really, really wonderful. In the foster care system nationwide, about 7% of children, more than 30,000 babies are under the age of one, according to a 2020 report from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Wow. Well. Now she's licensed to have two infants at once, and she's done that several times. She's cared for three sets of twins over the years. Hmm. I I just can't imagine how heart-wrenching it would be. I know especially if you've got a baby for 22 months, right. Or so, and that becomes your baby. And then, you know, it's a short-term thing. So the emotional hurdles, I think you'd have to kind of go through or to set a gate for yourself. You couldn't help but fall in love with every baby that came in. I know. And listen, she said that when she was little, she was always inspired by baby things. She'd look inside buggies. She loved the soft colors of baby clothes, she said. And then as I grew older, my sister and I did a lot of babysitting. Mm. I always enjoyed it, and it was something I was good at. Now, her older sister, Karen, eventually married and had six kids of her own, but Linda Owen said she never felt an urge to follow the same path. Instead, she moved into an apartment and went to work, first as a cook and then in human resources for a local grocery store chain. In 1986, after she met a woman who had been a foster mother for several years, Owens looked around her empty living room and thought she could do the same. It seemed like a really rewarding thing to do, she said. I'd always wanted to do something with children, and babies were my passion. Mm-hmm. The foster care system. I mean, God bless uh, her. Oh, my gosh. Very difficult. I, anybody who does this, and I, I believe it's a calling for people, right? You, you're inviting, like I said, strangers into your life and trying to help them along the way. And a few foster kids stick around in people's homes until they do get their forever home. But, uh, wow, it's a great ministry. Sure is. We'll take a quick break. Come back. When we do come back, uh, we make a, a monthly stop with a film critic from Box.com. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. The reopening of the movie theaters. Mm. Have you been? Are you I going? Haven't. We'll talk about that next. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new. 
music. New music from Tyron Wells with Rascal Flatts, Until Grace. Until grace. Rattle from Elevation Worship. And My God is Still the Same from Sanctus Real. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you in part by McQueen Building Company. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy to manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. On May 14th, fall in love with Finding You. What brings you to Ireland, Finley Sinclair? I'm looking for something real. Critics are calling it a total delight. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited. And the best romantic comedy in years. I can't wait to see it all. If you like Notting Hill, you'll love Finding You. It's amazing. Finally, something we can agree on. Finding You. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters May 14th. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. We always get excited to talk about Alyssa, to talk to Alyssa about films because, you know, John's a big film buff. It's what he's about. And I even over COVID, I feel like I've like started to, you know, dip my toe in a little bit. How could you not, right? I'm nowhere near where you guys are, but I don't feel too badly about it. Alyssa Wilkinson is senior culture reporter and critic at Vox.com, where she writes about film, TV, and culture, and where they intersect with media, religion, and rhetoric. She's also the associate professor of English and humanities at the King's College in New York City. Alyssa, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, our pleasure, Alyssa. So you wrote a a terrific piece at Vox.com, Crowds, Concentration, and a New Perspective, The Case for Movie Theaters. So um, have you been back to the theaters? Are you looking forward to a, a deep dive with the crowds? I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been back yet. Um, I do have a couple of press screenings to go to in the next couple of weeks, which is the first time 
that I will have been back in a very long time. Um, but yeah, I'm totally looking forward to it. It's it's uh, it's something that's I think really important to a lot of people. It was really fun to talk to a bunch of people for that piece. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I get it now, but look, even in the best of times pre COVID, you always had to put up with maybe, you know, someone kicking your seat, people on their cell phones, Mm -hmm. people talking, all that. I mean, we've all sort of gotten used to just being at home in our living room. So what really is the case to go back? Cause I mean, I mean, is it just the communal effect or is there a deeper perspective here? Yeah, it was fun to talk to people and see what they thought. So I talked to people all over the country and in the UK and they, kind of coalesced around like three different things that they missed the most about theaters. And one was the the communal aspect. You know, people said, oh, there's just nothing like that moment when the whole crowd gasps or laughs at something or you can feel the energy in the room. And they said, a bunch of people said, I even miss my neighbors who talk all the time, which I'm sure will pass pretty quickly. Um, But then there there were some other things too. So for instance, a lot of people mentioned that When they buy a movie ticket to see a movie, they feel like they've kind of committed to it in a way that maybe they haven't if they just flick it on at home. And so they, you know, they kind of have committed to having this experience wherever it takes them. And that means they watch movies more seriously in theaters. They, you know, they bring their whole self to the experience in a way that's different than, you know, just kind of scrolling through your streaming service and picking one. Um, And as a result, they feel like they get more out of the experience. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, in a kind of related way, I talked to a bunch of people who said, well, the thing is, when I'm in a theater, someone said it's like taking a little holiday, which I really liked. Um, But I'm in a place that's like set apart from my normal life. And so I'm in there. I, you know, it's dark. I have this experience. And then when I walk out, I see the world a little differently. Um, It's like I'm changed a little bit and that's harder to replicate at home. And that really, you know, that that resonated with me. That's certainly one of the big reasons that I miss it so much. Um, so I, you know, I think different people have different reasons. Some people just hate going to the theater or whatever, and you know, that's fine. But I think for people who love it, one thing that's true is that being away has really helped people articulate and understand the reasons that they go in the first place. That's mm-hmm. good. Alyssa, let me just say that if I was in a theater, I, I really, I, I like that, you know, I'm not a theater goer. But I really mm-hmm. appreciate that idea of it feeling. What did that person say? It was like it was like a, a sacred space or like vacation. A holiday. It was a holiday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing: when I watch a movie here at home, at some point in the movie, I always feel obligated to pause it and go do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I always too. do that. I always, you know, I, you feel like I'm home. I need to do something. I've been sitting for an hour. I should get of it. But that's not going to happen if I go out and see a movie at a cinema. Right. Exactly. And also you won't pause it if you, if the doorbell rings or the phone rings, you know, it's, you're, you're fully committed and you've bought a ticket, you know, so you've paid money to put yourself in this position. You're probably not going to skip it. This is now important to you. You've kind of made that commitment. Nice. Okay. So then AMC and all the different movie chains are hoping that people want to take a tiny holiday. What about, Mm -hmm. Alyssa, the business of movie business? I mean, uh, as COVID restrictions are lifted lifted and people are going back in, have the movie theaters responded in some way? I mean, do they feel as though they've got to make special constraints or is there something we're going to see different, feel different than we go into the theaters now? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think nobody really knows, um, right? Nobody knows how many people are going to come back. Um, Nobody knows yet 
you know, what will draw people back in. I, I suspect a lot of people who go back are really going to be going back because they want to see movies, but there was already a big move toward having like specialty dining menus and things like that before the pandemic. And I think, you know, we'll probably see more of that theaters trying to give people the feeling that what they're experiencing is something special um, and not just something that's kind of run of the mill, that it's better than what you could get at home or it's different from what you can get at home. And I think we may see more of that, but of, of course, on the flip side, they've all lost a ton of money. I know AMC just posted a bunch of losses, which is nobody, nobody surprised by that, but sure. um, that's the sure. challenge is how can they make the money back that they've lost over the past year? Right. Okay. So something weird happened, you know, in our house, and I think this is probably replicated probably truly a, a lot of, uh, across a lot of American households is that, you know, you get used to streaming, whether, you know, it's, you know, Apple or Netflix or Hulu or, Pan, you know, um, Prime or whatnot. And then we know when the new films are released, especially later on in the pandemic and as the Oscar season started to take hold, there were a lot of films that didn't make it onto, you know, traditional streaming. They were pay streaming. So like, mm-hmm. like a film like Minari, we wanted to see, but, you know, it was $20 to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife was like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks to see. I'll wait till mm-hmm. I go to the, to a code to the theater because mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. to stream anyway. So we'll just push that aside. So now that the theaters are going to open back up again, you would, me, we, our family would willingly pay to spend that money that we wouldn't necessarily do in our living room. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I, you know, the $20 rentals were really something that happened specifically in response to the pandemic. I think that some of the early ones were like Emma, Onward, The Invisible Man. That was last March. Um, they, it, they, There's not typically $20 rental movies, but they said, right. well, you know, we've got to make some money. People pay 20 bucks to go to a movie. And if they can't go to the theater, maybe they'll do this. I do think we'll see some of that starting to fade away. Um, but those movies have always been 3 or $4 rentals, and that's something that people have been willing to pay. I think we just, we're in a weird period where it's going to take a while for the industry to figure out what they're supposed to be doing and what people actually want to pay for and what they're going to go do. And they have no idea. I mean, they are, they are as clueless as the rest of us. Um, there's no, you know, magic eight ball that's giving anyone clues about what's about to happen. So I think the choices that moviegoers make this summer are really going to determine a lot of what happens in the future. I see. Okay. Well, the good news is, you know, our family, we always loved going to the drive-in and the drive-in became sort of like the safe space for moviegoers, even though they Mm -hmm. weren't first run films, it was an opportunity just to get out of your house. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the movie theaters took a nice, you know, shot at this. Yes. Yeah. And I do think we're going to see drive-ins stick around. I mean, that was a really good thing. I think there's proof that people enjoy a drive-in and are going to enjoy it even more when, you know, in New York City right now, um, at least until recently, you couldn't get out of your car. But as soon as you can and you can kind of picnic near your car, that's such a pleasant and wonderful way to spend a summer evening. I just imagine a lot of people are going to continue going if they can. Very nice. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. She's a senior culture reporter and critic at Vox.com. She joins us monthly to talk about movies, whether on the big or the small screen. So, Alyssa, we were just uh, talking about, you know, the $20 film for the Oscar contenders. Um, I watched the Oscars. Now, I know, you know, hardly anybody did. I mean, you know, the the numbers for the Oscars were at an all-time low. Um, but you know what? I mean, if you like movies, I want to check in. Despite the weirdness of it all, I thought it was pretty well done. Yeah, honestly, I really loved it. I think it was the first time I've ever enjoyed watching the Oscars. So, I mean, there's a couple of things going on there. 
just people don't watch live TV anymore at all. That's right. just right, true. Right. I mean, I keep pointing out to people that, you know, the Super Bowl is like starting to drop numbers. And if the Super Bowl is getting less viewers, then you can be sure that like, why would people watch an awards show? They don't need to. Um, so that's part of it. But I also think, you know, a lot of people didn't know the Oscars were happening. They were two months later than they normally are. The other awards shows this year have been pretty boring and bad. So why would you watch? Um, but this year's were weird. I mean, they were produced by Steven Soderbergh. It very yeah. much looked like a movie. You know, they actually broadcast it. I don't even know if people noticed, but they broadcast it in widescreen and they used um, a frame rate which is like a technical term, um, but they use the one that's associated with film rather than TV. So if it looked odd to you, that's why. Um, and so I found that really fun to watch. And I know people gripe and they complain or whatever and want their traditional version, and that's fine. But uh, I actually had fun being surprised by the Oscars instead of watching what feels like the same old thing every year. Um, and I, you know, I was pretty happy with who won throughout as well. Me too. Okay, so uh, I've talked about this several times. You know, the um, the best picture went to Nomadland, and I've talked to our audience about that. It's on streaming on Hulu. I love this movie. Uh, can you just take mm-hmm. a moment and, you know, uh, maybe again act as an encouragement on why you would want to watch this film? Yeah, it's really wonderful. I mean, so the director, Chloe Zhao, is very multi-talented. You know, she's made The Eternals for MCU, which is coming out later this year. So she has all kinds of interesting things that she does. But um she made a movie with Frances McDormand, um, and Frances McDormand and David Strathairn are pretty much the only actors in it, and everyone else is playing themselves, essentially. And it's a, it's about a woman who loses her family and her community, finds herself basically without a home, and starts working temporary jobs, um, as a lot of um, you know older people have been have found themselves having to do. Um, and so she's traveling around, and she finds this community of people who who do the same thing. They're, they're nomads. That's what they call themselves. And, uh, and it's sort of about her working through her grief over her loss and also trying to find that community at the same time. And one thing I really love about it is that a lot of the imagery, because it's shot all over the West, looks like stuff you might see in like a movie about pioneers or a movie about cowboys, mm-hmm. these beautiful sunsets and these landscapes. Um, but I think, you know, it's trying to tell a story about something that's really difficult that a lot of people have to go through. And yet it gives a lot of dignity to people. I I reviewed it. And then after that, I got a lot of emails from people who were older and had found themselves in similar situations Mm. and just felt like the movie really saw them. So I thought that was Mm. pretty gratifying. Fabulous. Nomad Land. It's Mm -hmm. uh, streaming on Hulu. It was a best picture winner this year for the Oscars. We're talking to uh, Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox. She's a film critic, cultural reporter at Vox.com. Alyssa, let's go from um, the big screen to the small screen. You know, I I follow you on Twitter. You write about a lot of different things. Um, You talked about this film, this, uh, this, um, TV show that's out there right now, which I've not seen, reality TV show called 90 Day Fiance. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You... Alyssa, come on. Have you watched it? Kath, do you know it? No, no. I can't wait for Alyssa to tell me why I should watch it, though, and not judge well, it based that... on its silly name. <laughs> so that was my reaction, too. That's why I didn't watch it. And then I was writing an article. I was, I was doing an interview with someone who's written about it. So I watched a few episodes. Um, and I haven't seen the whole series. It is a monster, monster hit. There's like 11 spinoffs. But I, I heard the name and I thought, oh, is this about like 
it's like a game show where you have, you know, like The Bachelor or something like that. But it's not. It's actually about people who come to the U.S. on K-1 visas, which is sometimes called the fiancé visa. And that visa is set up, yeah, so you come to the U.S., um, someone brings you there because you've become engaged, and then you have 90 days to get married. And if you don't, you have to return to your home country. And so the show follows in a kind of documentary style um, different couples who are going through this process. And, you know, in the first season, it's four couples. And like, one is like a, you know, a, a man from the U.S. and a, a young woman from Brazil. And um, he's Mormon. And they met when he was on his mission in Brazil. And then there's another one where, you know, this guy who works on oil rigs in the Gulf Coast, he met this girl and he was vacationing in Colombia. And now she's coming to the U.S. So it's really kind of interesting. And, you know, there there definitely are couples as you go on who are train wrecks um, and you can kind of see it. But there's also a lot of just um, reflections, I think, on like what is marriage and also why what do people think when they come to the U.S.? You know, what was their idea of what it would be like? And then what is the reality like? So they've been making this show. It's a massive, massive hit on TLC for a long time. And then they have all these spinoffs where it's, you know, people who are Americans who go to the other person's country or mm. people uh, shows that follow them three years after the show, the show they were originally on and see like, what's it like now that they have kids or something like that. So, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. And I don't watch reality TV. I don't really like the kind of Bravo style, which is all about right. watching people just make fools of themselves. But this definitely feels more more like documentaries about something that's a really real thing that a lot of a situation that a lot of people find themselves in. Wow. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah. Day <laughs> I again, again, I prejudged something incorrectly. I have a, I have a history <laughs> of doing this. Alyssa. Yeah. OK, last question for you. It's George Clooney's 60th birthday. So you need to weigh in on favorite Clooney films. Oh, um, Burn After Reading, for sure. Uh, okay. Probably my favorite. The Coen Brothers movie that's kind of a farce about how how inept uh, government is. <laughs> um, so Clooney's in that one. Brad Pitt, Francis McDormand, Richard Jenkins. That's that's a, definitely my favorite. And then you got to love him in the uh, got to love him in the Oceans movies, obviously. Oh, of real real classics. You know, suave, interesting guy. (laughs) Very much so. And funny as well, right? I mean, he is the ultimate movie star, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then he went and married a humanitarian. So (laughs) he's the real movie star. (laughs) Yes, we're always sort of waiting for that dark underbelly to come out, but we have not yet seen it. It hasn't come out yet. No, we're not. Nope. not. Alyssa, thanks an awful lot. Always a great pleasure. Really appreciate your input and your writing. Uh, You're just a beacon for us on what's uh, out there to watch. So we always appreciate following you. Well, thanks so much. Alyssa Wilkinson, senior culture reporter, critic at Vox.com. She writes about film, TV, and culture, and uh, happy to have her along. Take a quick break. we still got more ahead. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Does this make sense? It's next. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $200,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's even better than a low, low refi mortgage rate in the twos? How about a no closing cost refi in the twos? That's exactly what you could get when you call Cash Call Mortgage. For a limited time at Cash Call Mortgage, we're waiving all our fees to any borrower who locks in a rate with us. That's right. A true no closing cost mortgage loan. But you need to call now before this offer expires. 
If you have an interest rate above 2.25%, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you a lot of cash. What are you waiting for? With super low rates and no closing costs, now's the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, apply online at cashcallmortgage.com or call us today at 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. There was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. You are not your diagnosis. And vision loss does not define you. Your drive defines you. And we are here to let those challenged with blinding retinal diseases know that we are driven, too, to be a beacon of strength. A champion of courage. An advocate for hope. And we are stronger together. We fund. We fight. We win. We are the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Join the fight at fightingblindness.org. Considerable clouds for tonight. A couple of late night showers, the low 43. Cool tomorrow, variable cloudiness. We'll see brief morning showers followed by a couple of thunder showers in the afternoon. Storms can bring small hail. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 53. Saturday, a brief morning shower. Otherwise, it'll be cool with times of clouds and sunshine. Saturday will reach a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I don't know. Does this make sense? What makes sense? Mixed nuts. Oh. I'm holding up right now a container that I have. I was thinking of it earlier in the day, and I decided to bring them up for a a visual aid for those of you watching the stream right now on Facebook. And my question is this. It says on here less than 50% peanuts. Now... I feel like most people I know get the mixed nuts and just eat all the cashews. I mean, am I right about that? I mean, and so the hazelnuts are like a pitiful afterthought. The almonds are only eaten because people think that they're healthy. And then peanuts are list are left at the end. Right. Wouldn't we be better off just buying containers of cashews? Here's the deal. 
If I was on one of those shows where, like, you know, you went to the supermarket and they let you run around with an empty shopping cart and everybody runs to the meat aisle, mm-hmm. I'm going to run to the nut aisle first because I want to do all like those high end sure. nuts. Mm-hmm. Fill my, I just want to do that. Right. So not the, the, not nuts, the not the Aldi mixed nuts, right? I'll take them. No, give them to me. Don't. I like the mixed nuts no, I've tried in them. any way, shape, or form, peanut or nut. Really? So, so you're saying that the mixed nuts make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta fill it up. So you, otherwise, that thing would cost you like twenty five bucks. Well, I look so. when you finish this container. Are there not only peanuts and hazelnuts left? Oh uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just doing this. You, I'm gonna. All right, you're a better person than me. You're a better Mi- person. The mixed nuts make sense to me. I'm just gonna tell you right now in the Emmons household, the mixed nuts don't make sense. All right. Okay. okay. Just get the cashews, skip to the end of the story so everybody can be happy. And I don't have this little bits of stuff hanging around. All right. Does this make sense? Your car is a little stinky, you know, whatever. You like to have a little, like to have a little freshness about it. I, I don't get this. And this is like a, a ubiquitous American thing. The Christmas tree air freshener. Does that make it doesn't make no sense to me whatsoever? First of all, it's like at nose height, right? So you're smelling this bad. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I offend you. It's a bad air freshener. Yeah, you're essentially like poisoning yourself, right? Wouldn't it just be better to use something you know below nose nose height, right? I, yeah, I I got a problem with that. It this Christmas is uncomfortable, John. Thing, I don't I don't get it. People love those. It's uncomfortable because I'm I'm agreeing with you strenuously here. You are. You like. Listen, I can't stand those things. First of all, every air freshener, unless it's air, actual air, is just bad. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Sometimes your car gets a little funky. No, not the Glade. None of that. No, I don't I mind think that. All, I no, do not I, th- mind I think that. it's all bad. I hate Lysol. I hate it all. No, I like a little car air freshener. I like air. But, all right. So uh, the Christmas tree thing doesn't make sense no to way. me. The mixed nuts make sense no, to me. No, not that either. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. We must use spiritual weapons to defeat spiritual enemies, and the power of this weaponry is in the warfare of prayer. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and with all prayer and supplication. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new signing? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. 
At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. As believers, I think all of us lean towards at least wanting to see ourselves as generous people. Which is different generous. than actually being generous people. Right. Right. We, I think we want to. We see ourselves as generous with our time, our attention, our money to help those, help ourselves, our family, right? But what about generosity? How do you cultivate a heart of generosity? John Christopher Frame is with us. John is the author of numerous books, including his latest, Seven Attitudes of the Helping Heart, How to Live Out Your Faith and Care for the Poor. We saw a really wonderful essay that John wrote in Christianity Today. And John, welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, John. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Nice to see you, John. Now, for those of you who are watching the show on Facebook right now, you can see John. Or if you're not watching it, you should be. Um, go on to Facebook, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. We're talking to John live from Turkey. Um, what city are you in, John? I live full-time in Istanbul, Turkey, on the Asian continent. How wonderful. I've always wanted to go to that city. That's so fabulous. How long have you lived there? Well, let's see. We've lived here off and on since 2015, I believe. Okay. Okay. And what what took you to Turkey? Well, my wife is Turkish, and we uh, we, we met a few years ago in a uh, souvenir shop, and... I was living in England at the time, and then we got married in England, and then we eventually came back here. Very nice. Wow. The ultimate souvenir, John, right? (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, she is a gift. Excellent. All right. So, John, I mean, I love that you, you, uh, you drilled down deep into holiness and prayer and generosity. So talk about that thread, about holiness leading us to prayer and prayer helping us to be holy. And then the outcome of all that, of course, is generosity. That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely, John. You know, in my book, Seven Attitudes of the Helping Heart, um, I go through these seven attitudes and I combine in one chapter generosity and holiness. I believe that the two really are interrelated. And I, I think that one leads to the other almost, Um I could just sh- share a story about about my wife. Uh, we were we were at a grocery store um, last year, 
And uh, we both saw this kind of 50-something man, and he was carrying a plastic bag, and he had a beard, I think, and he had a, a palm full of coins. And I remember thinking, I wonder if that's all the money that he had. He's, he was kind of small in stature, and I remember seeing him and thinking, he kind of looks like the world is kind of looking down on him. He kind of felt that way, you know, he just felt like the world was lo looking down on him, I felt. And I thought, well, should I give him some money? And then I thought, well, the culture here, I'm not sure, you know, an American giving him money, he may think he already has enough, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, he went his way and we went our way and I didn't forget about him. I wondered about him, you know? And, and finally, a few minutes later, we saw him again and he was looking at some tomato paste and some vegetable oil and he looked down at his coins and he looked at the price and my wife said, I'm going to give him some money. And I felt relief. And so we decided on an amount and she ran after him and she gave him the money and she said, here, I want you to have this. And he said, no, no, it's too much. I must have disturbed you. I'm sorry. She's like, no, you didn't disturb us. And she said, I want you to have it. And um, finally, she convinced him to take the money. He was just so grateful, so thankful. And, you know, she didn't have any worries that he was going to go run down the, the aisle and grab beer or some, 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 something like, like that. You know, she just felt like his, his goodness in him, you know. Mm. And after she gave him the money, she, she cried. She, she felt his, um, what, what was the word? His kindness, I think she said his sincerity, who he was, his soul. Mm. And I wondered if that was a spiritual experience for my wife. I felt that it was. And then I reflected on my own experiences. You know, I don't consider myself a generous person. I, I, I wish that I was, and I'm working toward that. And I think that that's a first step. And we're all on the journey of generosity somewhere. And I feel like whenever I'm obedient to God and I do what God wants me to do, then those acts of holiness, that spirit of holiness in me helps me feel closer to God. And mm. in this case, my wife's obedience to God and her holiness helped her be generous. And that act of generosity helped her have a spiritual experience mm. that I believe made her more holy. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So you're kind of talking, John, about, you know, living into the reality of like having the mind of Christ, like what that means, right? What, you know, that, 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 yes. that scripture passage has always bothered me because I've, I'm like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? I don't even understand that. But, I, but, you know, the longer that I live, I, I see that, that when people are obedient, it changes them right? It changes them more into the image of Jesus. And then they become naturally more generous because of that decision they made last time. And then you add that up over many, many decisions over many, yes. many years. And you see like there's a sanctification process that happens. Um, and that's yes. a really, it's a beautiful thing to, to observe in someone else. It is, but you know, we have to start somewhere. And I think we can start first by reflecting, by critiquing almost, our level of generosity, where we mm -hmm. are in life, and not by comparing ourselves with, you know, our neighbor who gives X amount or our church friend who gives Y amount. But in my book, I say, I think that we should compare what we have with what others don't have. Mm 
And so I think that we need to remember who we are and who we want to be and be, as you said, Kathy, on that road to sanctification. Mm-hmm. So John, talk to us about, I mean, I, I love in the essay, you, you equate the, the holiness with generosity and, you know, prayer in that. I mean, it's almost as though it's an equation, right? And I, I think people... I don't know, maybe, you know, just the general culture, when you say the word holiness, it's almost as odd as saying to the general culture, sin, that those two words are diametrically opposed and they do run contrary to cultural norms. So when you think about holiness and prayer as a gateway to holiness and generosity as sort of, you know, that, that whole sort of DNA altogether, I mean, how do you, how do you work that out in your mind? I mean, you know, this this prayerful attitude. I mean, it, it, go into that because, you know, those three things together, I think, are central to us as believers, but they're also kind of, you know, not part of the cultural norm. Yeah, very much so, John. You know, I believe that prayer leads us to holiness, which leads us to generosity, which leads us back to holiness. And, you know, I remember uh, after an argument, a, show, a, a brief argument I had with my wife about something You know, I remember at the meal that night praying and I I prayed, God, help me to be more generous toward my wife. Help me to be more kind and compassionate to her. And then I realized that, yeah, I need to pray for generosity. Mm, mm -hmm. And I don't just mean prayer, pray to be more generous in what, what or how much money I give. But God help me to be a more generous person, person yeah. a generous, more generous in my love, in my compassion, in my empathy. I, 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 I use the term relational generosity in the book. And relational generosity is understanding people, right? It's seeing people as created in the image of God. It's wanting to build relationships when possible. And that goes far beyond giving money. It's being the person God wants us to be. And that is built through our relationship with God and our relationship with others and through holiness and through prayer and all of these good things that God wants us to do. John Christopher Frame is with us, author of numerous books, including his latest, Seven Attitudes of the Helping Heart, How to Live Out Your Faith and Care for the Poor. We're talking to John live from his home in Turkey, and we're talking about an article he wrote for CT called, Here's the Crucial First Step for Becoming More Generous. All right, just a couple minutes left, John. I want to ask you about Turkey. Um, Talk about your home. Talk about what it's like for the church, for people who are following Jesus, and for um, such a beautiful country. Yeah, it is a beautiful country. We uh, live right in the heart of Istanbul. I can look out on my balcony and see the European continent from my being here on the Asian continent. And about 20 times a day or more, there are men from Afghanistan and other parts of of the world and, and parts of Turkey as well who walk by carrying, well, not carrying, but pulling large carts, large tarp carts, and they're collecting recyclables through the garbage. And and we see this poverty, right? And we see people begging on the streets as well. Now, it's not outrageous or egregious, but it's present. But Turkey is a beautiful country. Um, the church um, is, is quite small here. 
But there are a number of churches, um, a number of Protestant churches, as well as Catholic and Orthodox churches. So, yes, John, it's so, a very diverse um, country. Mm-hmm. And so there, there is religious freedom in Turkey? Uh, basically, uh, as far as we can see with our eyes, um, yes, people are free to, to worship as they wish. Um, we can go to church um, when they're open, of course. Um, so, um, so yes, we're, we're able to, 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 to do, to, to do that. Yes. Nice. Mm. Well, John, thanks. I mean, uh, pleasure. the generosity, the holiness, uh, the prayer all working together to draw us closer to God. Uh, it struck a particular nerve with us. So we really appreciate it. Seven attitudes of the helping heart, how to live out your faith and care for the poor. John frame has been with us. John, always a pleasure. Thank you. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Take a quick break. Come back. We've got just a little smidge ahead. Thursday edition of The Ride Home. It's First Christian Talk, 1.5, Word FM. It's no secret that the Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh real estate market have exploded, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, For so long, it was easy to buy a house in our town. Really straightforward experience but not so much anymore. Housing prices have really gone through the roof, and it's a seller's market. So, if you're looking to buy, United Faith Mortgage is a great tool in your toolbox. Their direct lender advantage, really, it's everything. It gives you the necessary help and the best deal possible on a new mortgage. Plus, the family behind United Faith Mortgage, they're open about their faith, and it's evident in how they live, and especially how they do business. Hundreds and hundreds of happy people living in their dream house because of the excellence of United Faith Mortgage. Look online, United Faith Mortgage. It's a good family doing the right thing. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Another Drusky Entertainment event, May 13th. An evening with Natalie Grant, live at Venosky Winery. And I'll praise you in this dark. And I an evening with Natalie Grant featuring Bernie Herms. May 13th at Vinosky Winery. Buy your tickets at TruskyEntertainment.com. May 13th, Natalie Grant, live at Vinosky Winery. Another Trusky Entertainment event. Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon is teaching kids the way they are wired to learn. Kids love Jubilee because their award-winning integrated curriculum offers lots of hands-on learning. Parents love Jubilee for the opportunities to be involved and the open communication they have with teachers. Tour the school each Monday through May 24th and find out all there is to love about Jubilee Christian School. Now enrolling K-6 through grade. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. Visit jubileecs.org slash visit slash tours. On May 14th, fall in love with Finding You. What brings you to Ireland, Finley Sinclair? I'm looking for something real. Critics are calling it a total delight. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited. And the best romantic comedy in years. I can't wait to see it all. If you like Notting Hill, you'll love Finding You. It's amazing. Finally something we can agree on. Finding You. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters May 14th. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. The game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. You can always find people who are helping. 
Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters need them. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Learn how you can help first responders by texting BRAVE to 24365. This day in history, May 6th, the German airship Hindenburg blew up and burst into flames, Lakehurst, New Jersey. Um, the year, John, you, do you know the year? Uh, I would say 1936. It's so dull to play this game with him, Gary. Yes, that's the exact year. That's the exact year. Yeah, that was honest yeah, good. to Pete. Very nice. All good right. grief. Um, anyway, how about the um, the films of that? Holy humanity! It's right. just it's really it's so shocking to watch. I mean, to think that that was ever a thing is like so far outside my frame of reference. Well, safety concerns notwithstanding, which is a big. You know, notwithstanding. Well, yeah, since it since it exploded, caught on fire, and landed in New Jersey, <laughs> right, in several pieces. However, wouldn't it have been fascinating to be on board one of those yes. ships and travel across the ocean in luxury? I would have listen. Loved I I'm just fascinated by the thought of it. I yeah, just. I mean, it was high style, right? Yeah, you know, there was, was nothing that was style. you know, you know, people were just were very very. Um, very nice in the in their traveling. So yeah, no kidding. Okay, so uh, sixty years ago, Americans went into space. I see an article here in the AP that now tourists are lining up to do it. Yeah, this is cool. Um, Elon Musk, of course, famously with SpaceX, and uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, with uh, with his space organization, and you know, any number of billionaires have jumped on this. And soon and very soon, like this year, within the next several months. The first four space tourists will really, you know, blast off from Cape Canaveral in Florida. They're going to pay a lot of money, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. But, of course, over time, there's been a lot of talk about this. The cost is going to go down. And before you know it, I mean, for you and I and for the, you know, the average person, but people of means, those one percenters, they're going to go into space and they will have the experience, of course, of a lifetime. I would love okay. to do that. Okay, so so are we going to end up with another Hindenburg situation? Of course, is the question, right? Are you going to end up with people who are, you know, upper crust, ton of money, just want to do something daring and special and really elite, and then we end up with, you know, tragedy over Lakehurst, well, New Jersey? I mean, it, it's already happened, you know, when the shuttle, when Christy McCullough, you know, right. the first teacher in space was killed during the shuttle explosion. So, I mean, as much as, you know, we sort of science fiction it and make space travel look like no big deal, <laughs> I mean, it's a big deal, and it's very, very dangerous. So I, I think if you're a person of means and you have that ability and that desire, you're just going to roll the dice and see. Okay, would you, know. you roll the? Okay, if you were yes a man of means in a heartbeat, John, yes, you would. I would. Get out Send of here. me up. I would love to do that. I would, would never do that. Would you not? You would no. not. Really, Gare? Would you do it? Yes. Yes. Boom. Again, outvoted. Get out there, man. I mean, if you had the cash and it's once in a lifetime. I mean, how many people? It have might done be this? the end of your lifetime. It could be. But there's been a very tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of human beings who have been in outer space. Wouldn't that be an experience? The beauty that you would see? I guess. I don't know. I I guess I just don't have the explorer mentality or outlook. I just don't. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't need to climb the mountain. I don't need to go into the cave, and I don't need to go. I mean, I get space. that. Look, I'm, I'm sitting in my spare room, and, you know, in, in a chair. So it's not like there's no. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Meanwhile, you know, there I am. Well, you know, that puts it in perspective. It surely does. I'm calling yeah. myself out. Okay. Anyway, have yourself a great night. Uh, we are streaming wordfm.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy show as well. Have a great night. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.